Alex. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I have exciting news for you. What's that? You know, as we do this podcast every week. Mm-hmm. He looks excited. We keep having these these moments that just make us a little more legit, and we have gone, as you can hear, possibly to the next level. We have a theme song. We do. Who who created that theme song for us, Steve? Lucas's lovely daughter. Oh, what a champion! She is quite a champion. Now you may or may not have heard it at this point. If you have not, it's because my IT skills failed me. And guess what, Alex? What? We also have an interview with the commish this week. Oh, that's also big news. Now, I know you hate him. That's why you weren't here for the interview, but it went really well. Well, I mean, I didn't even know it was happening until, like, halfway through it was happening. Sure. Yeah. It's because you guys have, like, a blood hatred of each other, and I didn't really want to get those things in the room together. Oh, totally. Yeah. So we have... Well, the point... Actually, the reason I brought up the, the commission's interview beyond it is excellent is that I really should have had the IT guy tell me how to incorporate the song into the podcast so if you hear it at the beginning of the show we did it and if you didn't it's coming next week don't worry yeah sounds good so how are you feeling about fantasy football right now poor why poor because i can't win anything and i hate my team and they're all buttheads (laughs) do you want to stay here for a minute and expound on the hate or wait till you were up in the power jenkins well wait till i'm in the power jenkins i think that's fair it's fair, and I think it'll be good radio, because you, Matt, is kind of entertaining. No offense. Wow. Yeah, I'm not really mad. I'm just, just disappointed. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think of, like, if Dad said to me he was mad at me, I'd rather have that than disappointed. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. All right. So, uh, just to do a quick review of last week as far as how we did predictions-wise and how my bowl prediction went, mm-hmm. and then we will kind of get into the new stuff. Okay. So, last week... I led the way at four and one. ESPN was right behind at three and two, and you were also three and two. All right. So it remains a close race through six weeks. Uh, ESPN and myself are both eighteen and twelve, and you are a nice clean five hundred. All right. That's not the worst. My bold prediction was Aaron Rodgers four hundred yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Did not happen. Anna, what was mine though? Oh, I thought he was going to throw more interceptions and touchdowns. Didn't I say he was going to get hurt though? You weren't that? here last week. That was two weeks ago. Never mind. Okay, that's okay. But we're going to get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff soon too. I keep I keep promising all this stuff. I'm like a gal on prom night. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, are you ready for some updated updated Jenkins? Yes. All right. Care to guess who leads us off? Oh, no, we've got to talk about the results real quick. I just gave an overview of what they were. Mm. So allow me to do that. So first off, Lucas, in a battle of the Moors, lost to his wife, 132-98. to Gordy actually won his matchup, 125-100.5, to over you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. The Amin- the American Minions, Tim's team, lost 125.5 to 100. And that was to Bobby. I was able to beat Jason 126.5 to 70. And our good pal Cameron lost to Matthew 119.5 to 105.5. 
Good stuff. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do this week with the Jenkins is, I know you tend to, to be negative and talk all this junk about a lot of teams like Cam and Lucas and yeah, and, yeah, a lot of hate, a lot of hate. We're going to be positive this week. Mm -hmm. When we talk about teams in the Jenkins, we're going to focus on why that team has reason to be optimistic moving forward. Why no team is dead in the water yet. Um, okay. So that will be the point of this show. All positive. Why any team can have a happy, positive, good outcome. Do I have to be positive? I will be twice as positive for you. Okay. All right. Okay. So who do you think the number 10 team is? The Andrews Reserves? <laughs> no. That's a lie. <laughs> is it Gordy? No. Is it Tim? No. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Moore. Is it Lucas? It is Lucas. Now. Okay. Why is he Why is he number 10? You seem a little surprised by that. Because I'm terrible. I, I don't know how this makes you terrible. Okay. But, okay, so, um... I mean, he is one in five. Uh, but I mean, his team kind of had like okay-ish numbers overall. Justin Tucker came up big this week. When you have to lead with how the kicker had a decent day, I think that tells you how the how the thing ended. Steven, that's my whole life. Sure, makes sense. Is how Matt Bryant got the second highest score on my team like every every week. Does this? Do you also have been some wonderlust for Justin Tucker? I mean, I'm proud of him. Yeah, three for three field goals and an extra point. He's, doing, he's out there doing his job. Hey, that makes me want to ask you a question. Okay. Remember a couple weeks ago when I said, if you had to make sweet magic time with the lady to keep her from dying? No, I don't. <laughs> well, then let me rerun you through the scenario. Okay. You're walking through the streets and see this woman injured on the ground. And if you don't make the, the sweet happy time with her, then she will die. Okay. And you said that you would... Provide the magic so that she could live. Okay. Remember this? No, but continue. What if you saw Justin Tucker on the street in the same condition? Um. What? <laughs> this is whatever. Let's just keep going. No, inquisitive minds want to know. I what would I would I do it with Justin Tucker? Whoa, whoa, we are not trying to get an explicit rating here. I'm saying sweet magic time. You already got the explicit rating. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm a victim. People do fun would-you-rathers. Why do you do would-you-rathers like that? Like, would you rather have the power to fly or turn invisible? And you're like, would you rather have the power to have sex with someone that's 100 years old? Or... Um, no, please. Like, who wants to make that decision? <laughs> or would you rather kill a puppy? That's a terrible would you rather. No one, no one's like happy at the end of those would you rathers. Like I learned something positive about myself. Would you rather make? I have and now want to know. Would you rather make sweet happy time with a hundred year old woman or kill a puppy? Well, a hundred year old lady, I guess. I'd feel terrible if I killed a puppy. All right, so back to Justin Tucker. But that one's even still better than yours. <laughs> I, I know, but I still like it. Anyway, back to Lucas's team. I will get an answer to this eventually. Yeah, maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a bad... I felt bad for Lucas. He was watching the games with me, and he kind of was close to Kelly, and then it just kind of get, getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse, and then 
kind of Antonio Brown gets, I don't know if you saw this touchdown, but it was the craziest thing. It bounced off a defender's hands. He caught it, spins around, and runs like 800 yards into the end zone, and that kind of was the uh, nail in the coffin. That is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bad combination. If Kelly had a good week, and uh, you commented on it with Justin Tucker being your leadoff, he only had one touchdown from all of his skill position players. And you aren't going to win a lot of games when Deshaun Jackson is leading the way. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good pickup to get Deshaun Jackson. Though. He did okay for someone he just picked up, right? Um, no! Why he doesn't have points? Okay, you see, we're looking at teams from different perspectives. I'm looking at team, that his team having my team all year and being like, wow, 10.5 points, that's solid. In this case, I'm just thinking of my raw hatred for Deshaun Jackson. Oh, okay, fair enough. Not cool, man. Oh, but, you know, we have to be more positive. You see, you said we have to be positive, and you're over here it's like, you you should feel bad that Deshaun Jackson's leaving your team. It's a bad thing if you say Justin Tucker. Shenanigans! Shenanigans! What I said was that we're going to talk about why they can be positive moving forward. I didn't say we couldn't cut them at the knees for dumb decisions in the past. Uh, okay. All right. So I will talk about reasons Lucas should feel positive moving forward. Okay. I mean, and hopefully you can join me and not just be the wet blanket on our parade. I was talking about how they were going to be positive. I was doing what you said. Okay, so do, do you follow the rules that you set. Pay attention to the rules that I set. Okay, continue. All right. So I think reasons that Lucas can be optimistic moving forward. A.J. Green's bye week is out of the way. Obviously one of his best players, and he doesn't have to lose him like he did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been on this roller coaster and have not enjoyed it, but Jarek McKinnon has actually had two good games in a row, which I think is more than the amount of good games he had in the three years prior to this. I believe he averaged 24 points a game over the last two weeks, and has got a favorable matchup with the Baltimore defense. So if A.J. Green can be A.J. Green, if McKinnon can do what he's doing and he can survive at the quarterback position, which we're going to talk about because there's a trade out there where Lucas may have a new quarterback by, I think the trade has enough time to go through where he will have this quarterback by Sunday. So those are reasons he can be optimistic combined with the fact that as frustrating as it is to be one in five, he's in a league with two other people who are one in five. Oh wait, he's not, Never mind. But he can still be optimistic. Yeah, it's not there. there are three of us that are one in five. He's in the other league. Oh. Other division. Gotcha. What about you? Any any reasons that you have for Lucas to be excited except for the fact that he's not your team? Um, yeah, Sean Jackson, you picked him up. He got 10 and a half punches. It's okay, so it's nice for a flex position. I know we just started that, but AJ Green's coming back. Uh, Cam Newton's finally starting to perform again. Not like what he was that year where he was number one. But, I mean, it's still like on what you said. AJ Green's got his bye week out of the way, so it's a good, it's good stuff. Our talk is entertaining because he's technically not playing Deshaun Jackson at this point, but that could change. But hey, he has him if he wants him. He does have him if he wants him. Mm-hmm. All right, so Lucas stays in at number 10. Care to guess who the number 9 team is? Me. Staying at number 9, the injured reserves. Yeah. You had a little bit of a rough week. You lost 125.5 to 100.5. Little fact, I don't know if you caught or not, but. Team captain Matt Bryant and Kirk Cousins outscored your entire the rest of your team fifty and a half to fifty. Yep, that's fair. Uh, looks like Julio Jones. Yep, Julio Jones. 
I do. How are you only one in five? Because he sucks. Yeah, he actually does suck, as I'm saying, reading that out. Um, Julio Jones was the only player you had in double digits besides those two. So a bit of a rough go of it for you. Your thoughts on the game? Uh, it was dumb. And I think that the NFL sends letters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to people who are on my team and tells them to underperform because it's too convenient. And then when I'm down by 60, they're like, send them all letters and be like, hey, do as well as you want. And then I still don't win. And it's done. Uh, I went in having T.Y. Hilton on Monday, and he's gotten a couple games over 20 points, and he got a point and a half. So that was fun. That did hurt. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Uh, Kirk Cousins actually went off finally, so that yeah. was nice. Um, I, again, randomly always selected some guy on my bench that does more points than anyone else on my team. Uh, well, except for Julio Jones, but uh, well, it's not like starting him would have helped me, but still. Um, you guessed right at quarterback. I did finally, finally, finally. Yeah. Um, because Matt Stafford threw three interceptions like a champion. Uh, let's see what else. Amendola, for some reason, they're just not throwing to him as much anymore for some reason. And yeah, it's just it's just great. Everything's great. You don't sound like everything's great because it's not. Do you want to do more? Would you rather's? No. What? I don't want to. And then Ty Montgomery came back, and they were like, wow, he did pretty well at the beginning of the year. Let's give him 10 carries, and he's only at 28 yards. And that was it. So, you know. But what about some reasons to be happy about your team? I've got a few. Do you have any? Excited moving forward? Uh, Well, Marshawn Lynch finally pulled the trigger and hit a ref after getting exactly nine yards this week, making sure that I don't even get one point. So I'm pretty sure now I'm moving forward. I'm able to actually get rid of him and pick up someone else that maybe has more potential. So to summarize, Marshawn Lynch's referee's pushed count was higher than point production for you this week. Yes, at one. So uh, probably going to get rid of him mm-hmm. or trade him if anyone wants him. You know, that's out there on the table. <laughs> you may need to package something a little sweeter than Marshawn Lynch. I will trade him for a kicker. I'm not picky. So you would want a backup kicker on your bench? Yep. Most important position. <laughs> Matt Bryan's like questionable every week now because of a back injury anyway. Um, so, so let me know. So we could do some business and Matt uh, or Marshawn Lynch for my guy, Will Lutz. Sure. Who you mocked. Do you want Marshawn Lynch? No, I don't want Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You wouldn't trade your kicker for Marshawn Lynch. That's how great it is. Um, Kirk Cousins is finally starting to stand out more. 40 points in two of the last three games. Yeah, yeah, he's finally starting to stand out. He's doing well. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I don't know. Do you see anything positive with my team? Yeah, I do see a couple positive things about your team. Um, One, you hit on it. Kirk Cousins, 40-plus points in two of the last three games, and this is a really favorable matchup this week. He's playing the Eagles. I believe they are 26th against the pass. That may not be an exact number, but they are in the mid-20s, so that's going to be really nice. You have Julio Jones. This is going to get better. You have good wide receivers. They are going to hit their stride, so I'm not worried about that. And this week especially is a good matchup for you. Is it? Who am I against again? This week you have the luxury of going up against Matthew. That's not good. That's not great. 
he he's gonna kick my butt. I don't think he's gonna kick your butt. Yeah, he is. Tom Brady's gonna throw to everybody except for Amendola and get seven touchdowns. That would be really sad if that happened. Amendola's gonna like drink too much Gatorade and like throw up, and he's gonna have to be out for the whole game. And then yeah. So to summarize. So that'd be the reason Brady doesn't throw to him because he's on the sideline puking up a Gatorade. Or he goes out for a play, gets one reception for nine yards, gets me a half a point. And well, what if he fumbles it? Fumbles it, gets me negative yards, and then falls over and gets a concussion. Like no one hits him, he just trips. And then he's under concussion protocol. That would be sad times. Seriously, why did you play Marshawn Lynch? He's terrible. So is everyone, everyone else to pick from. You could have put Des Bryant in. He had a bye week. No, he doesn't. I'm looking at it. Oh, we had a bye week last week. Yes. Oops. You could have had Hilton, Hilton, Amendola, Julio, and Des Bryant. Ha, <laughs> I messed up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that's my fault. All right. Ooh, see, down now. See, I easily would have put taken Marshawn Lynch out for Des Bryant. How do I put Des Bryant in for Julio Jones, Amendola, or T.Y. Hilton? Huh. I think you are in a little bit of a position where you got to swing for the fences now um, with Marshawn Lynch going down on you here. Not in that way. Keep your mind clean. Um, so I personally would put him in over Amendola. If you needed a safe play, I'd play. But it would take points away from Tom Brady, wouldn't it? Amendola? Well, it, it goes both ways. I mean, you're both, if he completes a pass to Amendola, yeah. they negate each other. But, huh. Nah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I think you got to go with the superstar here. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts about your team? No, it's just dumb. Right. Just dumb? Well, I think they're fantastic. All right. Remember, I picked you to make the championship game, so I expect the run to start soon. I'm not going to. You. There's four teams that are 1-5 and five and 2-4, and four, and then all of the rest of you have at least four wins. We're going to start cannibalizing each other soon. One of you is going to take advantage of that. I hope so. Let me ask you this. Who is the team in the bottom four that makes the run? If I said for sure, if I could guarantee you one team makes the run. Mr. Moore. That's been your answer, I believe, consistently. So is it uh, anything special with the team or because he's Mr. Moore? Because he's Mr. Moore. It does make sense because record-wise, Gordy does have the best record, but uh, he doesn't have the pedigree that uh, Tim does. That's because he played me, and that's how he got a second win. So. All right. Care to guess? So no changes so far. Uh, Lucas Actually, I'm pretty sure the one in, Mr. Moore was one and five. He got the win off of me. Lucas, who's one and five, I'm pretty sure he got the win off of me. I nope. got the win off of you. I haven't played Lucas yet. No, you only played him two and once. four, and he won off of me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we really are charitable here. Yeah. All right. So we've stayed the course. Ten and nine have not moved. Um, care to guess who number eight is? Mr. Moore. Good calls, falling one spot from seven down to eight. Tim, we talked about lost 125 and a half to 102. Bobby. Looks like this was just a game where you know, we talked about how great his receiving core was, but they did not show up for this game. Kevin Hogan and Terrell Pryor, what came, I'm actually was surprised he played, combined for four catches for 42 yards. And... You can't do that and be successful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think the other problem was that... Uh, wow, he lost, and Jameis Winston got four and a half points. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that with Bobby um, when, when his team is up. But I want to say it's Tim right now. 
the most surprising thing is if I would have told you the Saints scored 52 points on the Lions and Drew Brees played the whole game, how many points do you think you, how many points would you have guessed he got? Like 40 something? At least, because you're thinking they never run the ball in. So that's probably seven touchdowns and, a, and some field goal at the end. So he probably throws six touchdowns. We're looking at 64 points. No, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Leading scorer was actually Leonard Fournette. Ooh, was actually having a quite a good year. You said Fournette is? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's is he top five. He's got to be top three. He's number two. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So it's a good year. So if uh, I think that's what the positive is. If you have Drew Brees, a top two quarterback, and Leonard Fournette, a top two running back, you just have to not suck at the rest of your positions and not play Terrell Pryor. <laughs> but no, seriously, Fournette averaging 27 points a game in the last three before Breeze sucked last week, uh, 34 and a half points going into that last game. And that's 61, 61 and a half points a game. If the rest of his skill players average nine points a game, he'd win more than he'd lose. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty low bar. Absolutely. So I think he will benefit from being in a division um, that maybe isn't as strong as the other division. So we'll see if the run starts. Yeah, I mean, I like his team. Uh, I mean, Chris Hogan had a bad week, but otherwise he's been really good this year, too. Pretty solid. Uh, yeah, he, just, he has a good team. Maybe they just need to all perform at the same time. But they're just not. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like we, We've talked a couple, of, you know, with your team and now Tim's team, we've talked about a couple of Patriots wide receivers. That game Sunday night, Atlanta versus New England, that's going to be really interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, probably high scoring, I assume. You'd think the Patriots have, every quarterback the Patriots have played this year has put up 300 yards passing on them. Wow, I did not know that. All right. And Matt Ryan doesn't suck, and Tom Brady doesn't suck, so I'm expecting some sort of fireworks show. Mm-hmm. All right. Care to guess who number seven is? Uh, Bob Gordy. Bob Gordy. Bob Gordy. Yes, number seven. Up a spot from number eight. Blue Angels, go Navy. Mm-hmm. They were victorious last week, 125.5 to 100.5. I am sorry about that. Actually, it was, uh, it was a team effort. Four of the six skill players finished in double digits, and when that happens, you're going to do better than not. Plus, Deshaun Watson. He's having himself a start to his career. Yes, he is. Absolutely, he is. Yes, well, I mean, last two weeks getting 49 points, and then this week got 33 and a half, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, the the 49 points still feels a little lame to me because I watched that game. He was just chucking balls in the air, and they are catching them all. So mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not a recipe for success, but what you care about the recipe is is the end game is you get enough points to win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that this there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic if you're Gordy. Deshaun Watson, he doesn't have to keep doing this, but he had been relying on Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger before now, who had been tanking. So if you can get that extra 10 points a game, that's going to get you a lot closer to the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but Amari Cooper had himself quite a day yesterday. Yeah, how many points did he get? 
41, I believe. I'm not looking at the screen, but I thought that's what I saw earlier. Ouch. Unfortunately, that's on Gordy's bench right now. Who's playing Gordy this week? I believe the honor of... Who does have the honor of Gordy this week? Tim. So somebody's going to... Uh, Gordy's going to get close to 500, or Tim's going to get back in the mix. All right. But yeah, he dodged a nice bullet. Nice not having to deal with that 41 points. And Watson's on by, so Tim doesn't have to deal with that. He just has to deal with Roethlisberger playing Cincinnati. And it, he also has Gronk. So we've got Deshaun Watson. We've also got Amari Cooper if he's out of his slump. And we've got Gronk, the number one tight end in football, both perception and stats-wise right now. Mm-hmm. But Gordy doesn't listen to the show. I'm not going to give him any more airtime. Okay. All right. Care to guess who number six is? Uh, well, it's like kind of up in the air. Is Bobby just your default for every position? Jay. No. Matt. No. Bobby. No. Man. Um, Kelly. Who's the luckiest team in the league? The anti-Alex, if you will. Anti-Alex? Let's see, who would that be? You? No. No? Yeah. No. Uh, you have guessed every team except the one. Yeah, no. I'm trying. I'm thinking I might have accidentally thought I said them, and I didn't. I'm about to start. How many? Cam. 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 Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I was actually, I was like, it's $7 worth of Hoobastank. That's Jay. And I was like, no, it's, that's, that's why I said Jay first. My bad. Who'd win in a fight, Cam or Jay? Uh, no one would win in that fight because it would just be sad that it happened. Yeah, yeah, we don't want friends fighting. But if it happened, uh, I don't know. Way in America, what do you think? Who wins the fight, Cam or Jason? Why, why do you ask these things? Anyway, so so Cam with Alex Smith getting twenty six points is what you. Alex Smith? Yeah, sorry, you said Alex Smith, and I had a bit of a PTSD reaction off of last night, which we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, out last week, Cam lost 119.5 to 100.5. It was actually, uh, projection-wise, was a close matchup uh, going into the Monday night game, but then uh, Ryan Suckup decided he was going to put up, I think 21 points was the final number. So that carried Matt to quite an impressive victory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kicker saving the day again. I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah, Cam's kicker was outscored by 13.5 points, and Matt won by 14, so that was pretty much the difference. Dang, got 21 and a half. That is crazy. Okay. okay. Yeah, it looks like it was a... Uh, yeah, the only one who really had a decent game was Calvin Benjamin and Brandon Cooks. Everybody else was in single digits who wasn't a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't look like it was an amazing week. I mean, his yeah. defensive lineman. Yeah, that really like, kind of made it look a lot closer than it was. Yeah. But, I mean, I still like his team. I mean, Alex Smith is a really good quarterback this year. Yeah, having a career year, seriously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he saw stuff he looked forward to with his team. Yeah, and it worked out so well. He had... You know, that Andrew Luck injury, but I was talking to Cam the other night. 
you're basically getting Andrew Luck production out of a guy. I'm assuming he drafted Alex Smith. I don't remember if he got him off the three. Oh, free or not. oh he didn't draft him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. He drafted Mariota, and then when Luck was kind of out, that's when he picked up He Smith. picked up Alex Smith after like the first week. So we all could have had a crack at that. Yep. All right. Great. But reasons for optimism, if you are Cam, we've already seen Alex Smith rebound from a uh, it wasn't even a bad week last week. 26 points, slightly less than average, but nothing terrible. Mm-hmm. And he threw up 45 last night against the Raiders, which, again, we're going to talk about shortly. And he's got LaShawn McCoy, who is not doing terrible. He doesn't have, a, doesn't have any touchdowns. So when he starts throwing touchdowns in with his yardage, yardage totals, excuse me, he's going to be okay. And McCoy was on bye last week, so that's no longer going to be a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, does suck to lose Emmanuel Sanders to that wrist injury. Hopefully it's nothing serious. No, I didn't know he was out. Yeah, I hurt himself uh, in the last Sunday night's game. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, Calvin Benjamin's looking like he's going to be okay, and Calvin Benjamin had a really good start to the season, though there was some concern he was going to miss this week. That's not going to be the case. All right, good deal. So I don't think Cam's reason for optimism is necessarily that he's got a couple of studs uh, beyond Alex Smith, but I think it's just it's a nice steady lineup. Anyone like Brandon Cooks, Calvin Benjamin could go off. So we'll see what he does. All right. Number five, care to guess? Not Bobby. <laughs> uh, Matt. Not Matt. Jay. Not Jay. What? Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, up a spot from six to number five. She won round one of the Battle of the Moors. They'll have a rematch in week 13 for rivalry week, but... Uh, Week six belonged to her, 132-98. to Just an overall good team effort. Antonio Brown, we talked about his monster play at the end. Uh, six of her seven non-defensive players, so if we don't count the defensive team we pick and then the three IDPs, six of those seven were in double digits, and when you've got that kind of rounded-out team performance, you're going to do well. Yeah, absolutely. 132 points is pretty solid. Yeah, I think this is a, you know, I think Kelly and Cam have kind of been in this tier below the top four for the last couple of weeks, but I think it's a good team overall. Um, Doug Martin has been a, I don't want to say he's a good addition. I think she drafted him. He's just had to sit on the bench because of the suspension, but he's putting up like, I think, 14 points a game in his two games back. So if he does that, that's going to clear up some of her quarterbacking or her running back problems. Oh, absolutely. They're completely solved them, actually. So. And tonight's going to be, uh, or uh, Sunday's going to be good to her. I just don't see, barring injury, Matt Ryan doing anything but lighting up the Patriots. And it's just going to be, and maybe it's just because of my um, my psychology degree, but this one just interests me so much, a rematch of the most epic Super Bowl collapse of all time. How does everybody respond to this? I'm really trying to picture how that's going to go. I don't know. I feel that they're just going to try to score as many points as they can and chuck down the field a lot. Who's they? Well, I think the Falcons will. You think the Patriots are just going to be like, yeah, here you go. Just do what they always do. Sure. Yeah. But you think, more so than normal, you think Matt Ryan's going to air it out. Yeah, I do. Okay. To Julio Jones. But that means something good happened to your team, and you you seem convinced that doesn't happen. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Julio Jones is going to hurt himself. He's going to be so upset about last year. He's going to just get... Matt Ryan's going to chuck him a ball. It's going to hit him in the head. He's going to get a concussion protocol. Do you remember, did Julio Jones have a good Super Bowl? I thought he did. 
I don't remember. I think he caught that ball that should have ended the game and didn't. But yeah, I think he I think he had a solid game, probably six, seven catches, and I thought he was over 100 yards. But we will probably not stay here too long debating that. Mm-hmm. All right, care to guess who number four is? Jay. No. Oh, my gosh. Matt. Matt. Matt last week won 119.5 to 105.5. We just talked about that a couple spots ago, beating Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, that uh, nice run that Kelly had, similar to what Kelly had. Five of her seven non-defensive players with double digits, and Harrison Smith almost to- also tossed in 9.5 for good measure. So it was an overall team win. Yeah, I mean, just pretty decent performance for everybody. Mostly Ryan Second. You, you really just got a fascination with the kickers, don't you? Well, because, you know, you're trained that the kickers are useless, and I've seen so many games now where kickers just go off the rails and, like, win people's games. But it's, like, it's it's dumb because, like, it's it's not like it's the highly skilled ones getting all the points. It's just the ones that are lucky enough who have offenses who get, you know, into field goal range all the time. You still have to I kick mean, the field goal. Look, as Ryan Suckup scores, he's gotten a 12, a 15, a 16, and a 21 and a half. Yeah. He has been gotten so many points for Matt. And then Tom Brady, I mean, this week he didn't do as well. But Tom Brady is just going insane this year. Minus like the first week. So, I don't know. He has a really good team. This team is incredible. Like, I mean, we're going to start kind of talking about you know, obviously we're going higher up, but these are the teams that really make you nervous. I mean, you're right, Tom Brady, absolutely, the number one quarterback in football. He's got the number two wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. He's got the number two tight end in Zach Ertz, and he's got the number eight running back. I mean, this is a... So he should be, like, higher on this list, shouldn't he? I think it's it's not a knock against Matt. It's just uh, two losses and a, and a couple of good teams in front of him. Yeah, okay. And... You know, we and not to, I'm not going to give away the order, but you got to remember, Bobby's on a five-game win streak. He lost his first game; has won five in a row. And Jason was just a picture of dominance for about the first four weeks, with Todd Gurley and uh, Aaron Rodgers almost single-handedly carrying him to victory. So you're just in a spot where I don't think there's any disrespect to the Mats at four. I think there's just some stiff competition this year. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that. Matt is not in my division, which I'm thankful for. So he and I'll be curious to see if he can catch Cam or not. Actually, I take it back. I think he's got the division lead right now because of the tie-breaking win. So, curious to see who holds on over there. All right. Care to guess who number three is? Jay. Jay, you got one. Ah. Oh, boy, goodness. Well, I thought he'd be lower. He had a bad week, and I feel bad because Aaron Rodgers is hurt now. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm sidetracked now. So, if you didn't want to answer the question, who would win if Jason and Cam got in a fight? What if the entire Christopher Walken or CWDB got into just a full-out barroom brawl? Who was the last person standing? Gordy. <laughs> huh. Show your math. I think he'll just win. He'll just, I don't know, do something, go do something crazy. Let's see. I want to see this through. You're going to be lazy, but let's see if I can drag you into this. I think think Cam would be dominant early into the fight. Okay. Just a powerhouse. Okay. I think he'd be laying some people out. 
But the problem is through no fault of his own, he's got some he's got some issues with his lungs, and actually it's not his lungs, it's his throat. So I think his breathing would take over, and he'd have to take a knee to preserve himself for the future. So it's the only reason I will disqualify Cam from winning this. Mm-hmm. I think that you're basically a pacifist, so you will just let yourself get beaten on as opposed to throwing a punch. Probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Tim's chances. I like Gordy's chances. I think you've been in the armed services. You probably know how to do a few dirty things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a crier. I can't. I wouldn't win. Fair enough. Lucas gets some good rage to him when he's mad. I like his chances. Matt used to play hockey, so he probably knows how to also do some dirty things. Nobody would probably hit a lady, so maybe Kelly could win too. She'd probably be willing to break a break a beer glass and stab some people. Huh. Who would win the Chris who would win our Gordy? Yeah. Yeah. I just can't I can't consider <laughs> that. <laughs> Anywho. No, 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 we're oh, not no. My goodness. Look, the way you make this end and move on is participate. Okay, so okay, so how am I participating? You haven't yet. Who wins? Okay, I don't know. Um I mean I think it would be pretty quick. We don't get I, we don't get pretty tired pretty fast. I run I run four. I saw us I saw us watch play soccer. Yeah, you'd be fine. Maybe in the long run. <laughs> I suppose if it was a, if there were rounds and we could take rest breaks. You could just like play. slowly jog around the bar room and then like <laughs> That would be minutes, my strategy. And then five minutes later we'll be like, you know what, let's just not do this anymore. <laughs> and then there you go, you win. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly's most likely willing to kill to win, so I'm going to say she'd win the fight. Why is she most likely to kill? What has she done in her life that has proven to you that she is more likely to stab a man? <laughs> what? Ha- Prove me wrong. She has never stabbed a man. We don't know anybody who has stabbed a man besides Jason. Fair enough. Unless Gordy's really got some shady stuff in the closet. Mm. Alright, fine. I pick, You pick Gordy, I pick Kelly. Is that where we're landing? Sure. No, we should probably talk about the number three team. So that way, when it happens, yeah, whoever wins that bet, uh, like respect points or whatever. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Week thirteen, every matchup is going to be decided by half a point. It's going to be a big rage fight. No, because I'm going to lose by a half a point and be like, yeah, okay. You're not fun. I no, I'm not. Fine. Ant bees pie and custard emporium. Oh, Jay? Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers! When he went down, I ran around the house like a little kid at Christmas. I did some bicep curls with my wife. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor poor Jay. And I was like, yes! The pain is over! Do you know how many times that man has taken the stake and driven it into my heart? Like three times. Lots of times! Like five times. Lots of times! 17. He is the reason my email address is 5TDs at yahoo.com. Why my team logo is 5TDs. Oh, did he get a lot of touchdowns? Yes! Oh, okay. Picture it. 2014. I'm having a Bobby-like year. Rolling up the points. But a bad break after bad break after bad break. So I get to like 2-6. and Then 2-7. and And I'm like, crap. I can't lose again. So I win again. I get to 3-7. and then, week 11, another game I got to win. We go through the first sets of games, the 1 o'clock, the 4 o'clock. I am beating Kelly. 
Like, I should go to jail. It's that bad. Just dominance. And all she's got left is Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers throws four touchdowns in the first half, five touchdowns overall, two of which are to Jordy Nelson, and my playoff dreams die. Die! I'm sorry. That was fine. That happens. But I mean, still feel bad for Jay. I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was kind enough to give him a point. Yeah, that's true. Before he left. Yeah, absolutely. That's more than Marshawn Lynch gave me. So he didn't hit a referee on the way out. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't leave because he was an idiot. Do you think the hit was dirty? I didn't. You know, I actually didn't see it. See it. I just saw like a picture of him, mm-hmm. like shoving him. So yeah. I kind of wish I could see it. Or probably should look it up. I was going to say, in this modern era, I'm guessing you could probably get to it if you needed to. Yeah, it's somewhere. I'm guessing you're looking now, so I'm going to carry the ball here for a minute. You think he's getting suspended? Uh, you know what? That's, that's not a point. That's not Jay's team. He's got to be suspended, though, right? So just for the, you, when I say the hit was a dirty, I'm asking, do you think the hit that was put on Aaron Rodgers to knock him out? Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Okay. It, it, I think, it, no. Oh, wait, I did. No, you know, it, I didn't think it was that dirty. In fact, I was, I was surprised he got hurt. It just seems like he landed wrong. Yeah, I think he literally just landed just on like the perfect spot where it just like it broke his collarbone. Yes, he did, which sucks. Yeah, I I don't wish actually Aaron Rodgers does seem like a bit of a jerk. I don't wish ill on him, but I you know in the fantasy realm only it was a it was a good moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a big reason for Jay's tumble from the number one spot to the number three, not because Rodgers is injured and I'm prognosticating the future, but getting one point out of the quarterback position. And however though. Yes. Carson Wentz is his backup. Still pretty good. Yeah. Um, he is – I don't know if he was ever close to entertaining trade offers, but that was a big deal to be able to uh, – he probably has the best backup situation in the league, so this is not going to be too big a step backwards for him. Yeah, he's the fourth-ranked quarterback, so I mean, that's definitely some – that's good. some good news for him. So. Yes. Look, all the bad stuff kind of got out of, the, out of the way at the same time. Aaron Rodgers – uh, Michael Thomas and Travis Kelsey, his two big studs, seven catches, 78 yards total. Uh, Devontae Adams caught a late touchdown, but I, I'm a little worried about his long-term value moving forward. And I, then I think the other thing, Todd Gurley had another, not a clunker of a game, but definitely down from the monster games he's been having because he was averaging 28 points for the first four games of the year, and I think he's averaging eight for the last two. Mm-hmm. But Reasons for optimism. You identified what I've got as my number one reason. Uh, Carson Wentz has been great this year. So a little bit of a step down, but not as bad as it would be for most teams to lose their stud quarterback. Um, still projected to win by 10 points this week. And if he can do that, that gets him to 5-2. and two. And, I, and I'm pretty confident setting the line that if a team can get six wins this year, they're in the playoffs. So if Jay holds with projections, gets to 5-2, and two, he's, just got, he's got six weeks to get build his team back up once he's in the playoffs. And Jason's got the best playoff winning percentage, so we know that he can do this. Yeah, and I mean, 70 points isn't too bad. He, without a quarterback, he's still got 70 points. And that's coming mm-hmm. from a guy this year that has gotten 70 points without anybody being injured in a week. So, I mean, that's still I mean, it's still good. So, he's still, still something to look forward to. Um yeah, but I like his team. I like his team a lot, especially Todd Gurley. I even had a, like chance, like choice to pick him up, and I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm not predicting doom and gloom for Gurley, but I am gonna say I think they're 
And I don't want to say it was fool's gold, but I'm going to say I think the schedule is going to get harder this year. He's got upcoming matchups with Minnesota and Arizona and mm-hmm. Houston, and that's going to be a lot worse than what he has been dealing with. Okay. But, yeah, I think there are lots of reasons to be optimistic. All right, that's number three. Care to guess who number two is? You. Yep. Yep. Uh, I won 126 and a half to 70. Mm-hmm. My team sucks. My quarterback, I have not had a quarterback score over 20 points since week two. Wow, Derek Carr has been having. Although, he did score 52 points this week. Did you play him this week? I did not. Ow, oh, I'm sorry. It hurt a little bit. Wow, he he sucks all like for like four weeks. And then got the curse of Alex on you, I'm sorry. I can live with the mistake. Card had three bad weeks in a row. He was coming off, I guess a transverse fat fracture probably isn't technically a broken back, but still, it's a bad injury that can keep people out two to six weeks. Last Sunday was his first game back. He didn't look great. Coming back on four days rest. I needed to play it safe. Jared Goff has a much better matchup against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll on that. And I just need, if Jared Goff can get me in the mid-20s, I'll take my chances. I just can't afford another clunker out of him. Yeah, he's really on and off. It's like three games of 30 points and then three games of 18 to 18 and 14 and a half. But I don't have in front of me, but tell me the teams you had the bad weeks against. One of them, Seattle. Seattle. Phenomenal defense. Washington. Jacksonville. And Washington. Yeah. Those are phenomenal defenses. Yeah. So to me, I'm not saying Goff's a great player, but I'm saying Goff's a matchup guy. So this is a good matchup he's got against Arizona. If you look at how many points Arizona's allowed, I think their best performance is in the high 20s. So. Okay. I don't know how to that up, but okay. I'll show you real quick so you can have it moving forward. Neat. Oh, sorry. I can't even do that on your computer. I'm sorry. On yours, sorry. Um, nah, we don't have to worry about that. No worries. A little nervous the game's in London, though. That always seems to kind of make things a little wonky. Yeah, it really does. That What was it? The, was that the Ravens game? Or like yeah, Ravens, Joe Flacco got like a point? Yeah. Ugh. So, anyway, moving on. They suck. We're number two. Care to guess the new number one team in the land? Oh, man. Who haven't I guessed yet? Oh, shut up. Ooh. Heaven. Is it Bobby? Bobby! <laughs> Bobby. Uh, you you cut, you cut talked about this earlier, and I cut you off. You are a team of destiny if you can put up four and a half points at the quarterback position and win. Adrian Peterson, which probably hurts you, Melvin Gordon, and Fitz combined for 82 points. Adrian Peterson's stupid. Bias and how the world is against you aside, where do you think this goes rest of the year as far as Adrian Peterson on the one end being what he's been for the last two years and the other end being this phenomenal thing he was Sunday? Where where do you see him rest of the year? Uh, somewhere in between. I mean, I think it was his first week back. It's about to prove. But, I mean, again, when uh, Johnson comes back too, mm-hmm. I, he's the one they trust. So yeah. They're not, they're not just going to keep giving the ball to Adrian Peterson, you know. Probably like split time. Um, let's see, how well did he do? 134 yards and 26 attempts. I mean, but they also just kept giving him the ball. Who did they play? Uh, they played Tampa Bay. Okay. And they're playing the, the Rams this week. Yeah, I think somewhere in the middle is fine. I mean, you had to release him. You had, when you, when you released him, you had no clue what was going to happen. No. Had you thought he was going to Arizona, you would have kept him for a week or two, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad break. Uh, 
my word, uh, lots of lots of reasons to like Bobby's team. Um, he is he's doing a really nice job. Uh, he's got Rivers and Winston as his quarterbacks, and I haven't tracked it enough to guarantee the numbers are correct, but it seems like he is guessing correctly every week who to play. Mm-hmm. So you've got great, you're doing great there. You have two top ten running backs. You've got the wide receivers four, five, and fourteen. This is just a team. It just any of these guys can go off. It's not like maybe they will just because everyone has a good game every once in a while. These are guys with sustained excellence. This is going to be. This is a team I don't want to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So those are the updated standings. All right. All right. So before we get to the interview with the commission, we're going to just do a couple of things. We're going to field our audience questions first, see if we have any. And I think we do. Checking our email. I'm checking our email. I'm checking our Slack and I'm checking our Twitter feed. All right, so question number one is addressed to me from Cameron, and it is, Steve, will you quit fantasy football should you lose to me this week? Fascinating question. Fascinating. This is going to suck. Like, we we are projected to be within a point of each other, Mm -hmm. and this is going to come down to Monday night again, except this time it's going to be the Eagles defense. So I'm going to have to sit around and wait to see how that goes. And I'm also, or it could end Sunday night when he's got Brandon Cooks and Tevin Coleman going up against uh, in the Patriots-Falcons matchup. So this is going to be a long, drawn-out one to, to watch. And it sucks more because half of my action is over because I had four people in the Thursday night game. But no, I will not quit. I will become stronger, and I will eat your heart while you have to watch. Is that going to get us an explicit rating? No. No, that's fine. All right, I can say those things? Sure. All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to do to you what Alex would do to a 100-year-old woman. That might. Yeah, maybe. So you take it out of context. That's why you can't do would-you-rather questions, because you take it out of context. Well, if you want to contribute a would-you-rather question, set it Said it. That's not a good question to ask. No, because they're dumb questions. Fine, come up with one. Well, because then you'll ask one, like, I'm... Ah, never mind. Yeah. Whatever. Next one. Because yeah. no matter how I answer that question, you will remind me for the rest of my life that uh, you would do a 100-year-old woman. It's like, no, to save a puppy, to, to have the opportunity not stab one. Fine, you come up with a would you rather, and I will not have a counterpunch. I'll let you think about it while I read the question out. The next question. Okay. It's a two-parter from the commissioner. Part one, evaluate the trade. Uh, again, that is Matt giving up Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, Matt giving up Dak Prescott. And Luke is giving up Russell Wilson. Uh, talk, talk with Matt. His logic for the trade was that he's got Tom Brady. So basically, barring injury, all he needs is a quarterback who's got a good bye week matchup. And in his opinion, Russell Wilson has a better bye week matchup for him than Dak, Dak Prescott does, who's his current backup. Hmm. I looked at it, and I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm going to go double-check this real quick, but I actually think uh, Lucas wins this decision by, I think he's just shy of fleecing uh, Matt in this one because now Lucas has a stable 
starting quarterback, which I think is really also going to be another reason he can be optimistic moving forward. Your thoughts just uh, on that trade? Uh, I think him getting Dak Prescott would be very nice for his team. So you think Lucas wins this trade? Oh, he absolutely wins this trade. Uh, I would still want Dak Prescott in my body instead of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson could be against the worst defense in the entire NFL. Sometimes he'll get a point. Yep. He's just so random. So. Yeah, I think that it benefits Lucas a great deal. I don't think it really does anything to Cam Matt, though, because basically it's only going to matter if Tom Brady gets hurt. All right, so week nine is when Tom Brady's got the bye. Week nine, Dak Prescott plays Kansas City, currently ranked 21st against the pass by our standards, by ESPN. And let's see what Lucas is doing with Russell Wilson that week. Sorry, we're going to try to not have dead air. So that week, in comparison, Russell Wilson plays Washington, who has the is 14th against the pass. So doesn't hold. That really do. All right, good job, Lucas. Way to fleece. All right, next question was, <laughs> if you could – Force a trade between you and somebody else, what would it be? In other words, whatever the trade is I want would go through, but it has to be fair. So no Tom Brady for a backup kicker. That's that's the analogy he gives. I would trade – I think the only thing I could trade is Matt Stafford. Now I would try to trade him for a running back that's like 10th or 11th. I'm not looking at all the stats right now, but not like an amazing running back, but one that can be pretty solid that I'm not afraid to start. Well, people in the – people in this – League, listen to the show. What? Who is an example of a running back? Even if you're not looking at their numbers, who you think might be a win-win trade-off? Ugh. Oh, that's hard. Uh, Adrian Peterson, sure. Maybe, maybe him, because he'll still fall off. I mean, maybe like an okay trade. Maybe uh, Jay Ajayi, maybe. I see why you're one in five. I'm not good. No. I'm not saying those are the ones I want. I'm saying those are the ones that would be willing to come to me. I think, I think Kelly would be a good trade partner for you to trade Stafford. She's kind of got a glut at running back of guys who are like all like, eh, like DeMarco Murray, Frank Gore, Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. And I think she's got somebody else that I'm not thinking of right now. So she can trade you for Stafford and play the matchups with Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford, which is kind of what you've been trying to do with Cousins and Stafford. And failing at, yes. So I actually think that'd be a good trade for I think that'd be a good trade to punch through for her. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right, Kelly, if you're listening, let's I make some action. Part. I would have if I had time, I would have looked at everyone's running backs and been like, what's even? I just I don't know. You mean besides when I fed you this question an hour ago? Well, I was looking at other things since then. Hundred year old ladies? You see? See you're doing it. You're doing it. Well, you have not come up with a would you rather, at which point I will stop. All right. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to stay in the same vein. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. I think if I could make one trade, it would also be with Kelly. I think that – I think it's a mega trade that we could do. I would want Antonio Brown, and in exchange for that, I would give up Jordan Howard and any two of my wide receivers. And to remind you, that is Tyree Kill. Michael Crabtree, Stefan Diggs, Demarius Thomas. Those are the big four, and there's a couple of scrubs I'm sure she wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm not saying you would do this trade, but of those four, who do you think would be the best two wide receivers? Mm. Yeah, give me the four again. Stefan Diggs. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Okay. Demarius Thomas. Okay. Michael Crabtree. I like Crabtree. Okay. Because I like the Raiders' offense. Yep. Although Derek Crabtree has been perfect lately, but maybe in this last week he won't. Um, and even with him not perfect, before this last week, uh, Crabtree's the number 10 wide receiver. He'll probably fall down to 12 or 13, but still. Maybe Stefan Diggs. So think about this then. So that that's she is building depth. She gets a good running back who's better than who she's got right now. She still has – she can add on. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs and Michael Crabtree, who you would have picked. Mm-hmm. So she's getting a three for one. She's inserting three starters and giving up one. And then for me, um, I get to keep my two starting running backs who are one and three in the league right now. And then I've got with this scenario, Antonio Brown, Demarius Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. That'd be an amazing team. I think it'd be win-win. So, Kyle, if you're interested, shoot me up. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, last question. Talk about the Lions. Um, what do you think of the team as a whole, and what do you think they need to do coming out of the bye? Uh, they need to get a new offensive line. I Their offensive line has been okay, but this week was so bad, and they put in one of their backups, mm-hmm. I think, is what they only have seven offensive linemen, I think. Seven or eight. Yeah, they were they were to the point where Darren Fells was going to have to go in. Yeah, but their their last offensive lineman, you know, actually I forgot his name, but he's actually smaller than all the other guys. Yeah, I don't know how we made the team, and I know that's mean to say, but he did not block anybody. He literally did not. He he would he does the type of blocking. It's it's like a type of pass blocking mm-hmm. where he just like backs up, and the defensive line just uses that momentum and pushes it back to the quarterback. Now, hold on. Over I, and you, over and over. No, sure. But you're a former offensive lineman, so I appreciate your opinion on this. And I agree he sucks. But he's not doing that thinking, I, I want to get bowled over. What is the, what's the strategy there, in theory? You, you, if you're just getting bowled over and over and over again, just go at him. Try to stop him. No, no. I'm being serious, though. If, no, no. I'm being serious, too. Like, you have to actually. But when you back up like that, what if you were a good offensive lineman and that's your strategy, what are you trying to accomplish versus going at somebody? Stalling. So when you're backing up like that, you're actually trying to like stall them and they're trying to get around you. And that way they're not if so if you miss them like going straight ahead, they can just go around you. But if you're doing that, you can stall them for two or three seconds. Like if it's a quick pass, yeah. Like they can do that and then they won't even have a chance to like get around. So it's conceding I know you're better than me and you're gonna beat me, but I, I can delay it with this strategy. But since they're like they were trying to do like long passes, yeah. Stafford was in the pocket for a long time, it just never worked. No, I get what you're saying. It makes sense now. It's kind of like, I don't know if you ever did this, but a defensive lineman, if they know they're overmatched, they'll do the bear crawl where they just basically take out the offensive lineman at the knees mm-hmm. and just make a big pile. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, so you think they need a new offensive line? Well, they just need like a guy or two. And maybe just – they have also been having this defensive strategy the last two weeks where they're they're standing behind the receivers. They're trying to like give them a cushion so that if they do catch it, they can easily get the tackle, which is nice. Like a prevent. Like a, kind of like a prevent type defense, but they're catching the ball like all the time. And sure, yeah. we tackle them, but they keep getting first downs because of it. I don't know why. I think feel like our defense changed from less aggressive. It's like what they're doing is they're seri- they're waiting behind the receiver, waiting for them to catch it, and then trying to peanut punch the ball out. Like we're we're trying to be not aggressive before, but once they get the ball, we're trying to get aggressive tackling to encourage turnovers. That's what it looks like, and I don't think we were doing that before. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a coach. I don't know things. But 
Well, I'm not disagreeing that that's what they're doing now, but I think Coach Austin has not traditionally been. Uh, no, I think he's done a little more pressure in the past, but maybe the prevent is just the fact that you know your defensive line is terrible. Maybe. And it doesn't help that uh, Nada's out now. Oh, I didn't know he was out. Yeah. Ouch. Well, the line will get better. Taylor Decker is going to come back soon. That'll be good. That'll be good. The free agents, yeah. Go ahead. You know what made me mad, though, at this game? Hmm. They gave up at the end. They just did. And, like, it was, like, 4th and 18, and it was close to their end zone. Yeah. And, like, just throw a Hail Mary, dude. Yeah, sure. Just, like, and, but if they're, like, well, we're afraid Stafford's going to hook, put in Rudock and chuck it down the field. But they're, like, nah, we're just going to punt it. And then they had a minute left, and then, like, man, we'll just run the ball and run the clock out. That was quitting. Hardcore. And I like, think they were calling it a day. And they were like, well, our team's getting injured. And I'm like, then put in Rudock. Just put him in. Who cares? Like, if you think you already lost the game, put in Rudock and take some risks. Sure. But they were just like... I, I don't know what you do, though, if you're the... You're right. It's... The things you say are concerning. The, the line is not good right now. It just continues this ridiculous streak if we can't have a 100-yard rusher. We don't have a good running back. Mm-hmm. Our best wide receiver, they said he was going to be out a couple of weeks last week. So that two weeks brings him to the week after the bye. So that would mean like he's 50-50 to play. And without Golden Tate, you're throwing to Marvin Jones, Eric Ebron, and Kenny Galladay? Well, that's Kenny, not a question. That's what you're doing. If Kenny Holiday gets back, I'm gonna trust he's gonna be okay after the bye. Uh, that's. I mean, he hasn't even like played too much, but it still stinks. He's not there because literally we're just throwing it to Golden Tate, and Marvin Jones, and stuff. And Ebron, we keep throwing it to him. That's been uh, fantastic. How many drops does he have this year? Like uh, double digits now. It's been impressive. But if you. So you would want a more aggressive defense. If you're going to lose, at least yes. lose quicker versus kind of getting just slowly played out. Right. I mean, how many how many points did the Saints score on? Um, well, the problem is, like, our defense isn't bad, too, but the offense kept giving them the ball. Yeah, well, Drew Brees only threw, threw for less than 200 yards. Yeah. So it was really... But when they did have the ball, they always scored. I think in the third Until quarter. Until the end. No, in the third quarter, remember, the, sorry, through two and a half quarters, we were getting slaughtered. Then we started to turn around. So we had, I guess, a good quarter where we were stopping them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know what, I, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm not feeling confident moving forward. We were three and one. We're three and three now. And but, I mean, that's the classic Lions thing, mm-hmm. though, was to have like, a good start and then just, I mean, what, we went seven and two one time and then didn't make the playoffs. Uh, what was it last year? What was our record? And then we lost four in a row. Yeah, we were uh, nine and four, lost the last three, and then got trounced by Seattle. Yeah, that's how this team feels. Like we we got off to a hot start, but we just are kind of some trash. But that's how lines always are. It's like, well, okay, minus like the seasons where they just don't even try. Yeah, they either just like lose all the time, or they'll have like a great beginning to the season and then just. All right, I'm depressed. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this week's uh, matchups. Okay, and then we'll transition to our chat with the commish. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, so first off, uh, this week's jank up of the week is going to be 
number one, Bobby, versus number five, Kelly. Number one, Bobby, versus number five, Kelly. I had a quick brain freeze as to what number she was. Okay. All right, so let's see. First matchup, let's go with the uh, jank up of the week. Kelly versus Bobby. Uh, they have Kelly as a 14-point favorite, them being ESPN. I will be taking Bobby in this matchup. I'll take Kelly. All right. Next up, we have Jason versus Lucas. Jason, an 8.7-point favorite right now. You know what? I'm going to take Lucas. I'm taking Jason. Uh, the last one, not us. Tim versus Gordy. Tim, 8-point favorite. Uh, Gordy. Uh, I have to take Tim, and I'm annoyed by it. All right. Number two, Steve versus number six, Cameron. I am a 2.4 point. I am favored to win by 2.4. This was before the Thursday games. I'm going to say Steve. All right, so that's a clean sweep for me. Let's see if it holds. And lastly, you versus Matt. Matt projected to win by 9.9. I'm going to say me. I'm going to take Matt, but I wish you well. Thank you. All right, we're going to segue to the commissioner. So for now, I'm just going to say it to you. Good night, Gracie. Who's Gracie? All right, and not only are we joined by my special guest, the commissioner, we now have a theme song, so we are just a little closer to uh, going mainstream. To legitimate? To legitimate, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as someone who's born it is illegitimate, it has been my lifelong quest to get there. So welcome. Thank you. I am excited to have you here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I can cross this off my bucket list now. It's <laughs> great, and back at you. Yes. So. Obviously, we are joined by the commissioner today, and before I kind of start picking his brain, I want to do him the honors of giving his pedigree through our 11 years of fantasy footballdom with okay. this league. Wondering where this is going, but go ahead. No, no, I, there is no negative here. If you remember, I did the same thing with Cam. I talked about his pedigree, and then we ah, just transitioned in. Yes, gotcha. So you are one of our... Only three two-time league champions, having done the honors in 2010, 2011. Those you, were the days. <laughs> those were the <laughs> days. Well, I just assume you were building up to that because I was looking at your trajectory um, the years before you won the title, and it was like 10, 7, 5, 7, championship, championship. So I just assume you're building back up to the crescendo. So I'm starting at 10 again? No, you... So I got four more years, huh? No, you got like two Final Fours <laughs> in the last three years, so you're getting there. Yeah. Actually, one Final Four in 2015, because you have three total Final Four appearances and two division titles in 2010 and 2014. So what were the championship years again? 11? 10 and 11. 10 and 11, okay. I'm just I'm, I'm pulling up my team from those years. I just want to see... <laughs> talk about blast from the past, right? Like... Who, who was that championship team? Yeah, it was like the more decade of dominance. Your dad won two years, Jason snuck a title in, and then you had two more years. Oh, look at that. Blair White on my bench in 2010. I'm liking that. Wow. Philip Rivers as quarterback. 
Okay. Ray Rice. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Richard Mendenhall. I remember that year I drafted. He was like the that was my sleeper rookie pick, right? Yeah. It's like oh Mendenhall coming out of Illinois. Um, except when I drafted him, he didn't do that well. So maybe it was before then. I don't know. I don't know what year he came out. Wait, who do you, Tim Hightower? Oh my word! And we're just looking at your bench. Matt Forte, Matt Ryan on the bench. I no wonder you won the title. Dwayne Bow and Mario Manningham as my receivers. <laughs> Good time. Now, is that the 10 or 11 championship team? Uh, that's the 10. And you know what? This team could probably beat my current team right now, even though half of them are retired. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna defend that later. But, yeah, that was uh, the 10 team. Yeah, that was your better of the two teams. That was a team. That team won the division yep. and then won the title. All right. And then 2011, I just had, had – I shouldn't have done it. Oh, cat. There we go. <laughs> Well, as we've learned, lots of league champions could say they probably shouldn't, or I would say probably shouldn't have won the title. Yep. Guess who I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. No, look at this team. I'm sorry. Really quick aside. Sure. Drew Brees mm-hmm. in 2011. Drew Brees, Ray Rice and Richard Mendenhall as running backs, Percy Harvin, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown as your receivers. Look who's on your bench. Des Bryant on the bench. And Jermichael Finley back when he had a neck. Yeah, but then I had Kevin Smith at running back. So yeah, you know. yeah. As a, oh yeah, that you can't win them all. <laughs> okay. You Sorry, know that team. Go ahead. That team wasn't bad though. I think you were eight and five. I think you just lost the division to a team who had a little bit of a better. Yep. Was that the year Alex was dominant? I don't know. That was that was team faceplant for love. Who was the best? Who had the best record that year? Uh, we've got uh, Kung Fu Panda. That was um, Bobby. Okay. He was a game ahead of me in that division. Oh, and then it was pretty lackluster over on the other side. Yep. Uh, Kelly won the other division that year. Not that you're lackluster, Kelly. Just your team was 7-6. and six. <laughs> I'm a fan of the work. All right, so you've done some good things. And you you were my you were my pick to win the title this year. So obviously yeah, I'm invested. Have <laughs> I Madden cursed you? Is that what we're talking about Yes, now? you have Madden cursed the crap out of me. You could not have thought that after the draft. You could not have thought, well, this team's going to be one and four. No, not at all. I mean, it, it was the the curse of one of those, yeah, the receivers, right? A.J. Green, Odell Beckham. They're going to kick everybody's butt. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. And it's just they start off slow. And you lose one, you lose two. Um, and then the third week made one lineup change error that if I would have switched one player in for the other, would have won that one. So... But that's how it happens, right? Every season, mm-hmm. everybody's going to have that, and it's whoever gets the most correct guesses and, and and goes from there. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm still happy with my situation. Um, just as I'm starting to, <laughs> as I drop my backup quarterback, um, and then he does really well for <laughs> two weeks, and so I pick him up again, and he did he did all right for me on Thursday night, right? I think he got 33 or 35 points, and and oh, great, that's, yeah, that's that's great. So if Cam Newton can continue with that, um, I will be happy. But, um, yeah, now I'm, I'm struggling on the receiver end. Um, and with A.J. Green out this week, I have to play Deshaun Jackson and uh, Jordan Reed. And I can't even remember the other guy I got in right now because it's just piecemeal. So, um, But uh, even with that, I'm, I'm hopeful to uh, beat my wife this week. So. He just means in the game, folks. Wait, did that just earn us our explicit rating? No! <laughs> we now have sound bites from we think we're going to get flagged by iTunes. 
Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I hope that worked. We'll see. Yeah. So you are going to be staying after the interview to watch the games with me today. Yes. Is when we kind of planned this out. The only rule I had is you weren't coming over on the week we play each other because I'm too juvenile to be responsible in that period of time. And hey, it seems to work. I, I beat you when that doesn't happen. So, <laughs> is this a? Are you happier or sadder that this lined up on a week where you were not going to be in a room with your wife? Because that's who you're playing this week. Yes, and and that was one of one of your questions. If you want to get into that too, right? So, you know what what is it like having your wife in the? Oh, league? I don't want the whole kit coming no? right okay. now. Okay, this week specifically. So I'll I'll touch on that a little bit, and uh, this is a quote directly from her is that she is happy that I am here this weekend that we're playing each other um, because she does not like it when we play each other. Um, she is not as um, cheerful of her team, right? She doesn't cheer for them as much. She doesn't feel like she can. Sure. Um, and then on the flip side of that, when Cam Newton scored his first touchdown Thursday night, I got up from the couch and jumped up and down and celebrated. And so I am apparently not that way, but <laughs> um, she she likes to uh, react instinctively to to her team and how sure. well they do, and sure. you know hates it when they're not doing well and loves it when they are doing well, and she feels like she can't um, celebrate as much with me there. So with us playing each other this week, she's happy that I'm here. Um, she kicked me out of the house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's a good thing. Excellent. Well, you have a standing invitation on Lucas Kelly Weeks to come on over. So so make sure we're in the same division every year, so at least I get it twice. Well, it is, you know, we now do the divisions by random draw, but just one year I would be entertained if the draw came up as, like, the Moore clan, because there's kind of five of you related family-wise. Yep. Versus others, similar to last year, we, we audibled out to groomsmen and bro versus, you know, non-groomsmen. Right, that's right, yep. So, um, let's see. Oh. Well, let me ask you this. We have, uh, <clears throat> I remember the first year we did fantasy football was, uh, at least that you and I did one together, was 2002. <laughs> one, I obviously have a bit of an obsession, but that one was an easier one to remember because it was my last year at Marquette. So I remember having to go down to the uh -huh. computer. Um, we had some really nice computer labs because at Marquette, like the dental school was the big deal. Like that was their thing. Like 56K modems, not, not, not 24K modems. You're already over my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wireless printer or cool looking printers. But so mm. we got to, as the education program with like our 12 grad students, we got to kind of leech in off of their, their cool stuff. So I remember being down there for the draft and prepping and how exciting it was and like, I still to this day think CNN SI, which we did do the yes. first year off, was probably the best looking format and you know, that we've done. That reminded me of that, too. Remember, we did, um, when we were still at MSU, we did fantasy hockey off that. Yes. And it was some sort of like auction based, or you had to, like, you, you drafted your team and they had a dollar value. And however, however well they did, if they did really good, their value went up. And so yes. you could sell them high, or if they sucked, you could buy them low. And I just, I want that back. That was so fun that year. And they don't do that anymore. It was just, it was, it was very entertaining. I like that format, at least for hockey, not for football. Yeah, that would be <laughs> a hard, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. So we did the first, so 2002, we kind of have this draft and we, we kind of muddled through a couple different variations through the years. But 2006 was kind of the year this whole thing came together. That was when you gave us this name. 
was that the year that I bought the whole package with the trophy? Like you had to buy the pro version of fantasy football to get the, like the fantasy cast during the games that one year. Yes, because that's the year Matt won the title, and we never saw. And the then trophy we never saw the trophy again. again. You know what? I mean, bonus content, so we'll tell the story behind that one. I and Matt, I'm I'm glad you did that because we wouldn't have had a fun story otherwise. <laughs> if you if you brought the trophy back home, I mean, so what? There's there's no story there. So yeah, we've got, and we have a trophy now. We do have a trophy now. Yes. So we just had like a six year gap, but really it was a lot more fun, and I think we prefer the cash. Yes. <laughs> At least back then when we were poor. <laughs> well, so we have this, so 2006, and we have this, 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 and it wasn't different. We had, we had started drafting at people's houses at least mm-hmm. two years that I can remember we had done this before. So that wasn't unusual. But really, this seems to have stuck. We had eight of the 10 members from that league, from okay. that first draft. Yep. Jason joined us the next year. So really, he's been here for most of it too. Okay. And then it just took us about three or four years to kind of get that last spot settled in. So what do you think it was about 2006 that kind of set the table for this is going to kind of be the one we stick with in the group of people? Because those were the interchanging parts through the years. Yeah, well, um, at the beginning, it was just, hey, who wants to play? Right. Yeah. And, and we asked friends and family and whoever said yes, we brought them into the league. And then you started running into some people who, um, were the anti-janky, right? Like, <laughs> they didn't care about their team. They didn't set their lineups. They didn't make any changes. They drafted, and, like, they were done. And people were on bye weeks or injured, and they kept them in there because they forgot to set their lineup. And while you're always happy to play those teams to get an easy win, it really didn't make it that fun, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I would rather have 10 teams like we have now that are highly invested in their teams that make lineup changes that check it week after week. Um, they don't have to be checking it every day, but at least putting their, their best roster forward, at least making changes. And, and we have that this year. So um, I think that more than anything is, is why that's, that's kept going the way it is. Yeah, it's a good point. Like people will mock me for my draft preparation, which is fine. I probably do a little more than everybody else. <laughs> But what doesn't change is people seem invested. Like there have been like one or two occasions where a player has been out and been left in the lineup, but there's kind of right. some extenuating circumstances or maybe somebody will leave in a, a player, but it seems strategic. Like some people really like their individual defensive players and they think oh. it's a strategy you may not agree with, but it seems no. like it's a conscious decision at least. It, it's the um, how many Detroit Lions and Michigan State Spartans can I get on my team? Right, it's the it's the Homer syndrome. Yeah, it's the and and I am consciously aware of that, and you know it it may have have nipped me in the bud this year, but because I had a chance to draft Stafford as my quarterback, sure. right? I think I had him last year, and he did he did fairly well for me. But when it comes to Lions players or former Spartans like Kirk Cousins or I mean Le'Veon Bell is an outlier, like you just have to draft him. Yeah, but I do my extra research on them, like okay. Is my bias getting in my way? Like, I need to draft them because they're on Detroit or they were a former Spartan. Um, or are they actually legitimately good <laughs> and, and and can help my team out? So you'll see me not draft Lions and Spartans uh, more often than not just because of that and because we have other people in the league that do like that, which is yeah. fine, right? Um, and <laughs> honestly, I can't say anything. I'm, I'm the worst team in the league this year. So, um, you know, maybe their strategy works. <laughs> 
Maybe I should be a homer more often. Well, as the guy who lost any credibility in 2007 by drafting Joey Harrington, I'm certainly not going to tell you to be more of a homer. Yeah, that's, that, that's that did not pan true. out well. So I'm actually going to call an audible here and ask you a question about your draft I wasn't going to ask quite yet. Yep. Like one of the things I do, and I don't know if you do the same thing, when I go into the draft, at least for the first round, and it's easy for me this year, I had the first pick, so I just like, who do you want? But like if I was you, you drafted seven? Uh, Yeah, I think that's right. So I would go into the draft thinking, you know, who are the seven players I want? Like, so I don't have to be scrambling. Like, if there's six guys I really want, they all go one through six, and then, oh, gotcha. crap, what am I doing at seven? Yep. Was there anything like that for you this year? Or kind of just talk at least of what you were thinking would be your first round right. situation. Um, I don't do that for the actual draft picks. Okay. Um, because, again, this year is an example. Um, a wrench can be thrown into that with the very first pick. And, and you did that, and you took joy in that. <laughs> so, so much joy. <laughs> um, but what I did do, um, which I think is a little bit easier to try and plan out as franchise picks, because mm-hmm. um, you got a limited set of players that people can choose from. You can look at their situation and be like, all right, who would I franchise if I was them? And so I did that for every team. Uh, some teams, it was like, yeah, they're going to franchise this person. They have no other choice, and that's what happened. Um, other ones, I was like, well, they could go with this guy or this guy. And then I I took my number one priorities from that and said, okay, I, I think they're going to draft this player who's a quarterback, right? And so I would see, all right, how many quarterbacks will be off the board? How many receivers? How many running backs? So then you reverse that, and then you say, okay, well, they will franchise a quarterback, so they'll probably take a running back or wide receiver sort of thing, right? Um, so that's as specific as I usually get. And even that didn't work this year, right? I think I was like three of ten or four of ten on picking franchise picks right. Um, and so that kind of threw a wrench into it a little bit. But beyond that, it's um, you talked about this earlier. It's a quarterback heavy league. Um, if you can get a really good quarterback, a star quarterback, a consistent one, um, that's going to take you a long way. Uh, and, and you're seeing that now with with my team, right? I when I drafted, hey, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, those are good players. Um, I haven't had them before on my team. Other people have. They know what they do during the season, and now I'm finding out, right? Um, Jason tried to warn me um, with <laughs> Russell Wilson, and, yeah, I, I, I didn't listen. Um, so where was I going with that? Yeah, so the quarterbacks, I was like, if I could get one of the top three, if you could get Brady, Rodgers, or Breeze, I'm grabbing them. Sure. If they are not available, I am not taking a quarterback. And then I'm, I'm pulling a street Steve draft strategy, right? I'm waiting until round six or seven to get my quarterback. I'm filling out my receivers and running backs first because really there's a drop-off after that where there's about six to eight quarterbacks who are about the same. Mm-hmm. And in a 10-team league, it, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Um, if you have a strong feeling one way or the other on the ones that are left, sure, go for it. Um, Kelly drafted right before me. Matt Ryan was available. Falcons offense was awesome last year. I'm like, you know, I'm going to grab Matt Ryan if he's available. Um, and then she ended up taking him. I'm like, oh man. Um, and so I took Odell Beckham then, which was great at the time. (laughs) Wait, hold on now. So you're telling me that, so we go through the first five picks of the draft. Your wife's up next. I have this conscious thought, but your, your thought at the moment was, I hope Matt Ryan makes it to me. 
No, not that I hope he makes it to me, but if he does, he will have strong consideration um, to to be drafted by me. Um, and because because of the quarterback heavy nature of the league, right? We're gonna we're gonna destroy a cat here in a second. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> um, don't worry, the cat is still alive, but uh, may have some broken bones. Jeez. If anybody from the Humane Society is listening, the cat is not injured in any way. She just uh, ran off. Get it, get So, yeah, so if he was available, I was going to, I was strong consideration to taking him. Um, but he wasn't, so I took Beckham. Everybody was like, oh, man, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham, that one Gordy the League one year. You know, that's really strong. And, and that's what I was thinking, too, right? Yeah. Super strong receiving core. Um, at the turn, I got Devonta Freeman, very happy with that pick with the running backs. And I'm like, wow, all right, this is going really well. Really well. Um, now, since then, obviously, Beckham is out for the season. Um, Ryan also is not doing as well as he did last year. So, I, you know, that, that could improve as well. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's essentially the strategy, right? It's, if you can get one of those top three quarterbacks, um, you do it. So it, that actually leads me to a question for you, Stephen. <laughs> so your your quarterback draft strategy, like every single year, is to take Derek Carr, well, ever since he got in the league, and take him in the eighth round or, or some, somewhere around there, right? Sure. Which I do have to admit, I thought of taking him instead of Russell Wilson just to piss you off. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that next year. You had the number one pick this year. Mm-hmm. You could pick between Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. If you don't draft a quarterback this year, what is it going to take for you to draft a quarterback early in the draft? Le'Veon Bell was the only player that would have made me not go the course I did. Nobody else. Or David Johnson. That's the strategy. One of the two, yeah. But because we knew your dad had them both, I knew only one would be on the table. So I think elite elite running backs are more valuable than elite quarterbacks. Even in our league. Even in our league. Because... One of the things I talked about is because I was on the fence. Like I was originally going to take Aaron Rodgers when the draft order came out. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of I guesstimated the first four rounds of the draft. Who would I get, and what would be their projected point total if I took them? So I ran the scenario taking Aaron Rodgers, Le'Veon Bell, and just to throw a monkey wrench in there, I, I went with a, an elite wide receiver. And the best scenario for me was to take Le'Veon Bell. And, and I think the other part is. I believe in Derek Carr more than most. So if I think he's going to be a top five quarterback, right. then I'd rather have the number one running back and a guy that I think can be the number five quarterback. But to your question, yeah, that was the only scenario. Because I have historically done this before. If you remember, I was a – me and your dad traded Peyton Manning back and forth for about the first six years of the league. Yeah, see, like I can't remember what happened last week, let alone six years sure. ago. So I'll trust you to uh... – to, to, to know about all those stats, right, from previous years. Yeah, but had I been drafting like two, three, or four, I would have done exactly what was done. At, well, not at two. I wouldn't have taken the Sean McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> but three, four, or five, I would have done exactly what was done with yeah. the quarterbacks. Okay. All right. So you didn't have a – so you didn't have a real – I agree with you. I, I think it's typically has become now you, me, and Alex don't wait, or we wait, nobody else does. Well, again, like I said – 
I'm I'm going to wait if one of the top three or one of the elite ones, sure. the tier one quarterbacks, if they're all gone, I'm going to wait. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. But uh, so those three are gone. We talked and then we talked about my bias towards Carr. Was there a guy in the lot that you had a particular interest in, or you're like, no, they're all the same. I'll just kind of grab who's available when we're down to the eighth, ninth, and tenth. I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at Carr's stats, right? Top five quarterback. You know, now, granted, he was injured a game, so let's go based on average uh, points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even find him. He's outside the top 20 right now. Well, correct. One thing you have to remember, though, is he was injured in half the second half of the Denver game, so he's only got yeah, 16 points. Yeah, and the average would take him to Yeah, never mind. Okay, anyway. And the Washington game was a debacle. I was playing your wedge yeah. that week, and that was horrible. So, yeah. This may be wrong, but you have to. I mean, that's what I believed at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry. What was your question again? Um, <laughs> was there anybody you had an eye on quarterback-wise? Or was it just literally once we kind of get... Yeah. So, so when I did my draft prep for the franchise picks, I wanted to see if I had a chance to get one of those three. Sure. Right. And the way I saw it going, I saw one of those three would be left at Kelly at, at six. I think she was seven. I think I was eight. I don't know. Anyway, she drafted right before me. So I knew one would be available. I knew she would grab that elite quarterback if that, that quarterback was available. Um, what threw me uh, for a loop, one, was um, Cam uh, keeping Andrew Luck. I thought okay. he'd go Jordy Nelson because Luck was injured. Sure. Um, no no wrong way either way with there, but that, that I figured, okay, there he's already got a quarterback. He's not going to draft one. Mm-hmm. Now – like you so aptly mentioned before, he still didn't draft one in round one, um, so that that didn't mess it up too much. But it, it still it still didn't get get to that that point. So um, at that point, yeah, I'm I've got my list of rankings of quarterbacks, and um, it was just waiting until the time where I thought I would take one, and then taking best available, um, doing a lot of that draft prep. A lot of times I go off script. Um, and this year, I told myself, no, you just just take the first one, the the, the next one on the list. Um, and I did that fairly well to fill out my starters. But as we went into the bench, Ty Montgomery was sitting there for four or five rounds. Yeah, number one running back and left on my list. And yeah, I never grabbed him. So that was a big uh, big regret right there. I could have I could have gotten a much better player. Do you think that being the con- well, not being the commissioner, but at part of your role of the commissioner is you, you, you get the draft process going. You announce the picks. You put it up on the board. Or you yeah. Enter it into ESPN. However, we're doing it that given year. Do you think that um, causes a couple of hiccups with your drafting process? It does every year. It does. Um, I'm a showman, right? You know, <laughs> it it worked out well this year. Um, it worked just, out really well this year. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I just kept having more and more ideas of what to do. I didn't do them all, which is fine because I go overboard. Um, I, I admit it. But it was fun. Um, but you're right. I'm running the draft board. I'm listening to everybody's picks. I'm crossing them off on my list. I'm trying to think, okay, who do I want coming up? Um, I, I've got all this stuff going on that, that sometimes it gets to my pick. You know, I do take my time sometimes. But I don't feel like I put as much thought into it, which is why I told myself this year, hey, you know, decide on the position and whoever's best available, take that, that person. Um, which is why I cringed a little bit when I drafted Lamar Miller again. Um, I wasn't really happy with him last year. 
you know, for a flex guy, he he's he's fine for the flex position right yep. now. He's not. He hasn't gone off yet. Oh no, wait, he did go off that one week that I benched him. That's right. Oh, because that always happens to me. So whenever I play him, he gets me ten points. Whenever he's on my bench, he gets twenty five. But um, yeah, so it's like everybody does that. I hey, I had this player before a year or two before, and I hated him. You know, look at Kelly's running backs. She hated every running back she drafted because she's had them last year or the year before, and they haven't done that good for her. Some have, some haven't. But everybody cringes when they redraft a player um, because you were invested in that player for the previous season or the season before. You know all about him. <coughs> Russell Wilson, right, Jason? <laughs> um, and, and so you you got to get over that, right? you got to put all that aside and look at the numbers, which is what you're really good at, obviously, and where you're – it's why you're at where you're at right now, um, and I'm not. <laughs> what – one of the questions I'm going to ask later on, so I don't want to get to it right now, is kind of – I will disagree. I We did not go overboard. It was great. <laughs> this draft was good. The funnest draft Because I've got more ideas for next year. And that, we're going to talk about those, but <laughs> – one specific I did want to ask about: any thought to bringing in somebody to call the whose sole job would be to call the picks, or do you actually like that enough that you don't want to give it? You up know that the that was fun this year, right? To announce the picks, um, uh, it did get old a little bit after a while um, in the later rounds. And it, <laughs> yes, guys, it took forever. I know it did. It it really did. It added time. So we we got to figure out how to cut down on the the amount of draft time um and, and i've got ideas there and stuff too but at, at least for the first few rounds you got to make it like the nfl draft like sure. cam come on man i was so disappointed you didn't bring a framed picture of steve <laughs> for your first pick that's like the best idea i don't know i haven't heard this before you what? haven't no oh, well i'm sorry cam if i just ruined that for you it was he didn't have time it wasn't his fault but if you remember in the, the actual NFL draft, the real one uh, this past year, <laughs> who was the player that brought a picture, frame picture of his grandma and Deion Sanders told him to calm down because he was dropping F-bombs and everything during his speech. I, I don't even know who it was who gets drafted. You, How come he didn't love his grandma enough to get a better photo? Yeah, I, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name either. So leave it to Cam to come up with those. Um, unique, just hilarious ideas, right? But he just didn't have enough time. He was he was going to walk up there with a framed picture of you, right? <laughs> and you know the picture. You know the picture ah, he was going to use. It <laughs> becomes less funny. Because it's now our trophy picture for the power jinkings every week, right? Uh, so, uh, uh. Um, forever immortalized. Forever unclean. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we've got to figure out how to, how to make it uh, less time. But, you know, right? It's an iterative process. It's the first time we've tried to go out for an all-out show, and, and we'll make it better next year. Yeah, and you're the commission. You'll get the ultimate say, but I, you, you kind of hinted at something that seemed like a good idea. Like, I think the first few rounds when there's the theatrics of it kind of letting, doing your thing, and then maybe as we're kind of around seven or eight now, we're kind of going through our books and kind of scrambling. Yeah. Letting, you know, bringing in, I don't know, whoever. Maybe we'd hire somebody professionally. Yeah, well, or, or we just have, I mean, you guys get up there and, and put your pick on the board, right? Yeah. I mean, um, it doesn't have to be announced or anything like that. You just, you come up, you find the sticker, you put it on the board. Um, and that way I, you know, maybe I can focus more on, on figuring out who to pick up in those late rounds, but Hey, you know where I'm at right now, right? I'm dead last. So maybe you guys still want me to announce the picks because that's going to screw up my draft. So, you know, 
Well, let's talk about where you are. Yep. Dead last. Yes. I mean, are you actually 10th? Like, I don't know if the one in four teams, if you are actually ranked 10th. Well, how, how do you, how would you rank the one in four teams? What is a tiebreaker? Points for, points against. <laughs> well, as you know, I've had a problem repeatedly with our tiebreaker system. But. Yes. That, that's very true. So, you know, and that's one of my questions for you too, is if you, uh, would like to, have us give us a little insight on the kernel's secret recipe here and what goes into these power jankings because for the life of us, we cannot figure out why you rank people the way they do. Um, can you give us a hint as to what goes into the power jankings? Like what what's the, the highest stat that would cause the most uh, fluctuation up or, up or down? No. What, what do you kind of no. – oh. I'm sorry. I'm sure I that's... tried, people. Should be good radio if I could give an answer, but uh, come on, don't you want to talk numbers? And I have got the formulas and whatever various other parts of this thing there are written in my safe deposit box, and when I die, the 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 sixteen year old gets the recipe. So it doesn't have anything to do with like a dartboard or I don't know hacky sacks or for, for what it's or... worth, you you are ninth according to ESPN, so you would not be right. And so points for right. We're in a league that you play another team. If you score more points, you beat them. But what shouldn't be taken into account is the amount of points scored by the team that you're playing. Well, okay, that doesn't make sense, right? Sure. <laughs> Just explain because that's you know that's what determines who wins. But a, a better barometer of how well the team is or how good the team is is how many points they score. Because mm-hmm. the amount of points you score, that's what I was trying to get at. It doesn't matter the team you're playing. You're still going to score the same amount of points no matter who you're playing that week, right? So in that vein, I have – sorry, Alex, but I have Alex as last. He is number 10 in points scored for at this point in the season. Now, I'm only nine points ahead of him at number nine mm-hmm. in that. But that kind of tells – I mean, yeah, we're one in four. We're at the bottom. Um, so it's – and you look at the that, – that's me. I'm getting ahead of myself too. But I'm number nine in points for, number one in points against. Oh, that hurts. So I have played the best team so far, and I've also not done very well. So that's there's really that, not a lot of hope in there. That stat hurts me even more because you played me last week, and I put a – the least amount of points. Okay, now you had a bye week problems though, right? I mean, you're you're scrambling for a quarterback. Um, I don't know who else you had. I just know your quarterback situation was bad because of the bye week. So. Oh no, I just mean for all. I mean simply like you said. So you played me, and I put up the least amount of points. And despite that, oh. you are still having the most points scored against you. So how bad was it then before? I that's that is terrible. Correct. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. So number yep. two points against is my dad is Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had 626 and a half points scored against me. He's had 619. Um, and we are the only two with 600 points scored against us for comparison's sake. And we'll get into this later. <laughs> can you guess who the number 10 point rank points against ranked team is who has had the least number of points scored against them so far this season? Well, and I've turned the phone over, yep. so I'm going to have to – and I, this is actually a stat I don't have memorized. Take a guess. Go with your gut. I, I'm going to go with my gut, but I want to share – I don't want to just give the one-word answer. I want to support my data. Okay. 
Uh, one of the things I remember commenting on the last Power Jenkins is Cam has won the last two weeks of, with the third and fourth lowest scores of the week. So it would seem like he would be a contender for that honor. So is that your final answer is Cam? Yes. Yes! That is correct. Uh, Cameron Brady is number 10 in points against rank. Now, again, for comparison's sake, I've had 626 points scored against me in five weeks. Yeah. 430 for Cam. Oh, my word. I've had 200 more points scored against me by the teams I've played after five weeks than Cam has. That is 40 a week. Yes. And again, tossing that, if we toss out last week, then it becomes like 50. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. I, did not, I was not aware of this. I love learning new information. There you go. So if to hear that information, one of the good things then is it tells you that you do have a puncher's chance when you stop going through kind of this murderer's role part of your schedule. There's a reason to be Well, again, hopeful. you would think so, right? Mm-hmm. Because you look at points against, points against rank one, but my points four is nine. So as that starts to come down, which mm-hmm. it should, mm-hmm. right, that tells me I don't have the team that can still even recover from that. Like if my points four rank was up there maybe in the top five, like five or six, yeah, then I probably got some wins coming. But And now with Beckham out, I don't know. We'll see. Well, remember, you didn't have Beckham in week one, right? He didn't play? That's true. And, and week two, he technically didn't play either against the Lions. But And there's been some bad luck kind of guessing which of your quarterbacks to play. Yep. Um, if you go wrong this week, you can't be mad that Cam Newton was the worst one at 37, 33 points. That's a solid oh, week. I, with the way my quarterbacks have gone so far, if I get over 30 points for my quarterbacks from this point forward, I'll be happy, yeah. And actually, as I'm saying that, I think you had no option. I think Wilson's on bye this week, so there will be no. Uh, that is correct, yeah. But, but despite it all, you are you are all basically – so we've got four teams at one and seven, and mm-hmm. we've got six teams. Six teams make the playoffs. Yep. So there are four down below. So yep. basically – only one team has got to stumble. And if one team... One team in the top six, right? Yeah. So if I, if I wave my magic wand here and I say, Lucas, you, yeah. you sort it out. Your quarterback situation sorts out. Devontae yeah. Freeman becomes him. A.J. Green takes the next step. You fill out the rest of the pieces. You get in. Who is the team that you are replacing? Okay. First of all, it's not going to be me. This magic wand you have is broken. Because really quickly here, we talked about this a little bit earlier. There's four one and four teams. Mm-hmm. I am the only one, like the other three besides me, are in a different division than me, mm-hmm. which means they have a better chance because they play each other twice. Sure. Right? They have a better chance of getting those wins. I have to play all the other really good teams Jason, yourself, um, Kelly, and Bobby. Is Bobby in our division? Yeah. I got to play all you guys twice. Like, I'm screwed. <laughs> so it's not going to be me. Uh, but that being said, um, so we have four one and four teams. We have three three and two teams, and we have three four and one teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of the three four and one teams, the I'm sorry, but the one that I see stumbling is Cam. Yeah. Right? Going back to the points against rank being number 10, his points four rank is number seven. He has scored the seventh most points in our league. So, again, that goes back to the whole he's got the right matchups through five weeks, right? He's played the right people. He, you know, would have lost against the majority of the teams that week, that sort of thing. Um, but I've been there before. 
Like I've had a team like that a few years ago and I kept winning games. I shouldn't win. Like I was like eighth best that week and I played the ninth best and I won. And so it was kind of like the, the fool's gold or as Kelly said, putting a lipstick on a pig. That <laughs> one. Um, sorry, Kelly, I'm calling you out there, but that was a good one. Um, and Cam gives you crap about Doug Brown all the time. So, you know, you need to get back at him. Um, but I made the playoffs that year. Yeah. And so out of the four and one teams, I see Cam falling out. But honestly, at the at the end of the season, he will be one of the playoff teams. Okay. I see him in the playoffs. So there you go, Cam. Give give him some love back to you. But you gotta work on that roster because you know that you're just squeaking by week after week. You you don't have as strong a team as the top four. You're gonna run into them in the playoffs. And and you're gonna lose, and that's what happened to me a few years ago, right? Well, well, the the half glass full would say he's gonna get Andrew Luck back, and that's gonna help. Yep. The glass half empty is he's lost Dalvin Cook, and that True. that was that was a great draft pick. And yep. But but then that's the best case scenario is that Andrew Luck comes back, mm-hmm. which he should. But does he come back in time, and does he play like Andrew Luck? Or is he still going to be a little sore? He's not in shape, that sort of thing. He He's plays good... for the Colts. They're going to get him killed. Exactly. So um, best case scenario, Andrew Luck comes back. He plays like Andrew Luck. And, and yeah, he may win a couple in the playoffs. But um, got to make some changes in there. And, and he did. He offered me a trade. Um, and, and it was, at, at first glance, it, it was certainly a fair trade. Um, but uh, it, it just didn't. To me, it didn't make sense at the time, and and again, I'm glad I didn't because Andrew Luck um, was involved with that trade, and and he was looking for AJ Green among other players that were were in that trade. But uh, you know, now that I've lost Beckham, I'm glad I didn't get rid of Green. Right? Oh yeah, because you said Andrew I mean, Luck on. A- I still have a sliver worth of hope right now. If Green was off my roster now, I'd just call it in. It, it, it would it would suck the rest of the season. So I am not as pessimistic on your roster. I think. Uh- I think your quarterback situation it just started out crappy, and I think you've got elite players at running back and wide receiver. Yep. So I'm not there, but but yeah. So well, I'm I've kind of half answered your question right here, right now. We we get talking right. We're this is going to be such a long podcast, but that's fine. We'll break it up maybe. Um. So that would be Cam. Between the four and one teams, I'd I'd pick Cam, but I think he's going to make it in the playoffs. So we got the three three and two teams. And I'm sorry, hun, but unfortunately okay. I'm going to have to pick Kelly as the one that would have to, to fall out of the top six if one of the one and four teams makes it. Um, again, going back to my rankings, and this is why I asked about your power jankings, what goes into it, because this is what would go into it for me is the points for and points against. She is eighth in points for, and she is eighth in points against. So she hasn't scored a lot of points. But she's played teams that haven't scored a lot of points. So okay. again, that three and two record, she's got a lot of those teams coming up. She's in that tough division with me. She's got to play all those teams twice. Um, so that's what gives me a little bit of a. If I had to pick, sure. it, it, it would be her, which would stink because then we'd both be out of the playoffs, and then it would suck the last three weeks. Well, it'd be fun for the rest of us though, because <laughs> one of the, the cool things that we have done is we have rival rivalry week as the last week of the year. Mm-hmm. And so obviously your rival for you would be, you know, your soulmate, yep. your, your, your covenant partner. Yeah. So <laughs> you're kind of climbing the skit, the ranks that she's holding on. And then that last week, you guys watching together. Correct. That would, now I believe this has happened before a version 
of this. I think it was a couple of years ago. You and her played in the last week. It was before we had this specific <laughs> rivalry to rivalry week to end, but I think you had just by happenstance were playing each other the last week of the year. Right. You won. She lost. Yep. <laughs> and like I was I the tiebreaker that said I understood meant that she was gonna be out of the playoffs. And the next day I look and she's in the playoffs. And yep. I'm like I wonder what happened there. But then you did the collusion. Like, you did the research with ESPN, uh-huh. and, and in a whole system I think is convoluted and stupid. She, by their bylaws, was supposed to get in. Yep. So that's correct. I can only imagine. The point is, I can only imagine what it would have been like around the house that day. Oh, uh, she would have been upset. She yeah. would have not have taken it out on me because that's what's great about being the commissioner with an, a league that's run by a corporate entity is that you can't blame me, right? It's the rules. <laughs> um. But yeah, yep. All right. So let's. Uh, I only want to wrap us up a little bit here because we're about 13 minutes from game time, and I want to be able to see some of that. So well, we could throw it on the TV. Wouldn't that be great? We could have conversations while the games are going on, mm-hmm. and as as players are scoring touchdowns, we can uh, and say, "Oh, that sucks for you," or "That's great for me." I actually really like this idea. We run into two problems of the. Uh, the missus needs the computer shortly. Ah, yes. And two, I want to think about how that's going to look. So we're going to end on word association. I'm going to talk with you about various teams, and you are going to give me as much or as little as you have off the top of your brain on them. You are a huge nerd. Okay, go ahead. All right, so going by the power jankings uh, that were disclosed this previous week. So yes. starting with 10, yes. Lucas and Bobham Van. And that- how do I pronounce that? I think it's Bobum. Bobum. Maybe you got to say it like Bobum. Okay. Kind of like Bobum. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a horrible. It's a horrible team name. <laughs> yes, starting with me. What my thoughts Best on my team? Association. Your team. Oh, Lucas. Your um, team. Uh, yeah, I suck. <laughs> um, it, uh, uh, what's how about like uh, unfulfilled promise? Unfulfilled. That's nice. All right. Nine, the injured reserves. Um, yeah, I don't know, Alex. I'm sorry, you're down there with me too. You're having you're having a lot of of problems. I'm kind of looking at trying to look at my notes. You're telling me to do like one word, and you know me, I can't I can't just say one word. I just gotta keep talking. Um, right. would you like to go to a different final question then, if you think? No, 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 because okay. I want to talk about each team, right? Sure. Um, so Alex, um. Running backs, like what? 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 Come on, Alex. Like, I, I get it. I heard you. You. You drafted those three running backs. We've got AP, Amir Abdullah, and some other. Oh, Lynch, right? Yeah. And really, like Lynch has only been the one that's kind of turned out okay. Like, you're like all I need is one of those three to hit, and I'm I'm gold, which was a true statement. But you looked at those three, and you're like, none of those are gonna hit. And who hit his fourth running back, Ty Montgomery, like in the like last round or whatever. Like that's the one that that hit for him. But yeah, that those running backs are just. I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, they were they're pretty bad. We have this. We have talked about this a few times. Yeah. All right, eight 2015 league champion Blue Angels, go Navy. Gronk. Gronk and Kowski. Just because I want to make this a running theme of the show, did you also think that was a bit of a dumpster fire turn going to Mari Cooper and Gronk in the first two rounds? They're both good players, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. And honestly, Gronk has done a heck of a lot better than I thought he was going to do this year. But he's, you know, 
one wrong twist away from being lost for the season again. Like it's, but as long as he plays, he's gonna he's gonna play well for him. Um, yeah, that's. And you're going in the right order, by the way, according to my ranking so far, at least. Um, but yeah, it's Watson was a great pickup too. But um, God, no, you know that's not my word. I want to go back on that. My word for Gordy's team is Belial Powell. <laughs> Forever curse. Is, is Gordy becoming my nemesis? Might be. Like, really? Anyway. All right, seven. The man who gave you life, the American Minions. I actually have Tim ranked fifth. Okay. Um, again, I'm going based on my points, four points against. Number two in points against. He has played all of the really hard teams so far, and he is fifth in points for. So he's got a team that's scoring. Um, he's the waiver wire king, right? Like, who do I have it on? His waiver pickups. Uh, Chris Hogan, Adam Thielen, Alvin Kamara. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> he, he's doing it again. He's got Johnson on IR. Sneed's back from suspension this week. Like, it's a matter of time, right? It's... You're right. You, you, it's it's one of those teams you gotta kick while they're down because if you don't, he's gonna make the playoffs and he's gonna beat you. I will agree that historically, Tim is the king of the waiver wire pickup, but there there I get the title this year for Hunt. There's he can pick up six good guys, and I am no. That was lucky. You drafted Spencer Ware. The only reason you picked up Hunt is because Ware went on IR before the season started. I didn't need him, though. I had to run. Remember, I, at that point, oh, I had sure. Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard. So, no, I'm taking credit for no, that. No, I'm not giving you credit for that all one. Right, all right, no, fair enough. No. All right. Six, your Mrs. Victorious Secrets. Uh, yes, that is the next one I have after Gordy as well. Right, so I've only disagreed once. Um, right. Um, I originally had her one higher above Cam. But after looking at it, I, I put Cam over over Kelly, but it was close there. Um, again, I'm sorry, hum, but the running back situation, like DeMarco Murray did great for her last year, so I understand why he was her number one. It, it was the best available at the time, but it's one of those cringe, like I mentioned earlier, you draft somebody you drafted before, it's like, eh. But it's just, it's a really bad running back situation. Like, who do you start every week? Yeah. Um, now, the Doug Martin pickup last week, I think I think that's going to turn into her new number one, um, and then maybe Murray is your flex. Wait, that wasn't part of her natural roster. Doug Martin? Yeah. No, she did not draft him. She picked him off off free agency a week or two ago. Remind me who had him because somebody drafted him. Uh, probably Gordy. So drafted him, and then for the th- knowing he was out for three weeks, and then drops him when he comes back, and your wife picks him up. No, three. No, he was out for four weeks, right? Because he was. Uh, but he served the first game last year, uh, week seventeen. Oh, right. Okay, so it was four games, but yeah, I, I'm just trying to pull up the draft recap as well. But talking through it so we don't have, you know, odd silence. Sure. Um, but yeah, so the run, her, it's her running back situation. Um, uh, Doug Martin, yes. Blue Angels, go Navy, round 15, second to last round. Gordy wow. picked him up and then proceeded to drop him. Um, so there you go, Kelly. You know, Merry Christmas. Um and and back to back to Matt Ryan too, right? That was that was her number one pick. Um, it was a good pick, but it just hasn't panned out as a number one pick should at this point. So if he picks it up, she'll be doing better. But if, if he continues, you know, new offensive coordinator in Atlanta, maybe this is their new offense. I don't know. It's working well for Freeman, so yay me. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
Okay. Five. Seven dollars worth of Hoobastank with Cameron. Cameron. I'm going to put seven dollars worth of Hoobastank in it. So, yeah. Like I said, I originally had him one lower, but I put him above Kelly. So, ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Cam, I have you at six. Uh, right behind Tim. Again, I told you you're going to make the playoffs. You're at six. You're in the playoffs. Cook was a great pick. I mean, yep. between him and Fournette, it was like, oh, if I could get one of those. But Tim grabbed Fournette first, which this turned out to be an amazing pick. Cook was a great pick, too. Unfortunate he's out for the season. Like, you know, I am with Beckham, sure. Um, you know, I like McCoy. I like Baldwin. Um, those are two good players. Um, I'm not going to say where they should have been drafted. I'll leave that to you. Um, and again, we talked, he could make a late run if luck comes back, if luck comes back um, the way he can, um, he could make a good late run, but he's put himself in a good situation being four and one right now. He yep. can afford to lose a game or two here with the four of us at one and four, mm-hmm. right? All you got to do is be six. And so he's three games up on us already in week six. So if he's sitting very good, um, but again, easiest schedule of anyone so far. So, and he's in the crap division with three, four, and one teams. So he only plays us once in the good division. So th- there's a lot of potential there. Okay, fair enough. For a team that is becoming kind of a sweetheart of mine, and that is Matt's team. This aired in 2009, people. Oh, Matt, I'm going to give you some more love here. I have you number two. Um, I totally agree. Um, came out of nowhere. I mean, a good draft, but, I mean, just everybody has hit, right? Yes. Um, Brady, you know, I had him last year. He's doing what he's doing this year, right? And he has that capability. It's when is he going to fall off, right? He's 40. He's got that weird voodoo diet thing going on, right? But it seems to be working. Um, I don't know. Maybe Giselle has something to do with it, too. But, um, yeah, Brady Evans, like, of course, Um and Hopkins, and then Ertz. Like, you're all about, I, I agree. Where did the heck did Zach Ertz come from? Did I miss something? Like, did he just come on this year? Has he always been this good? Um, but, are you, like, seriously, his, Evans, Hopkins, Ertz, mm-hmm. as is receiving with Brady, you don't even need a running back. <laughs> like, and Ajay is not painting out, so he doesn't have a running back there. Um, so that, that's that's the thing he needs to work on. But, again, number three in points four so far, so this team is no joke. Uh, big fan. All right. Uh, number two, the Rafi Bombs. Rafi Bombs! Uh, yeah, Bobby, I have you're, – you're skipping somebody because i got three people left. I know. You're not ranking yourself apparently. Fine. Three, the Rainmakers. Three is not Rafi Bombs. No, I was going to skip over myself and just try to not uh, have my okay. listed. Well, we'll talk about Bobby first. Okay. Um. Yeah, Zeke Elliott. Now, he had to keep him, and we thought he was going to be out the first four games. wasn't. Now it looks like he's going to be out in the middle of the season. So um, how he deals with that will go a long way. But number four in points four so far. Um, Zeke has even had a couple of bad games. So I don't know. Um, But he's got Melvin Gordon sitting there, Jordy Nelson, Larry Fitzgerald. Are you kidding me? Like... I was so happy when he drafted him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, there goes a player I was never going to draft, but I apparently should have drafted him. Um, his quarterback situation, I think, could use a little bit of work. Um, Winston and Rivers, I, Winston's, they're all right. Like, they're where my quarterbacks are now. They're scoring, averaging 30 a week. Um, sure. So it's working well with him. But, uh, yeah, and now I realize that in the last 
four teams that we talked about, I've gone away from word association. So sorry about that. So word association with the Rafi bombs. With the Rafi bombs. Um, Rafi bomb. That's it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, three, the Rainmakers. Oh. Where was I in your rankings? Uh, you are number three. Okay, consistent. But close behind Matt. Right at number two. Okay. So word association for you. You are a huge nerd. <laughs> um, but seriously, number two in points four. Mm-hmm. So very good. Yeah, we talked about Hunt. I can't believe that's just that's the luckiest waiver wear pickup. It's it's not doesn't make you waiver king because it's only been one. But anyway, good pickup. So glad he was like mediocre last week when you played me. Um, Bell. I'm just gonna pause everything. Like, I knew going into the Monday night game, I was a long shot. Yeah. We went that Monday night game, Stefan Diggs versus Tariq Cohen, and you had some defensive player left. Yeah. So I did the math of the four previous weeks. If we've been in the same situation, I would have beat you once. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I will I'm lose. I'm pretty good, too. But I thought it was going to be close. I didn't think he was going to have one catch for four yards and then play a game of <laughs> duck, 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 goose in the end zone. Well, apparently he got injured because he's out this week. So, uh, so anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Um... You know, you got Howard, who is your franchise, sitting on your bench. And rightly so. You got Hunt and Bell in there right now. And so that would be my advice to you is to shop him around, right? See if you can improve the quarterback situation a little bit. Good wide receiver situation, although with Diggs out now, um, well, you have to keep a close eye on that. Your bench is not deep at all. It's really kind of yucky. Oh, I don't agree. Really? I think I've got if, – if you assume that – Okay, Diggs you got Martavius was- Bryant. I know that was on there. Um, and he's a good player, but has he even done anything so far this year? I actually like my bench because you've got Howard, who you've acknowledged as a good bench player. Right. If Diggs wasn't hurt, he'd be playing. Demarius Thomas is on my bench, which I think is a great, that's a nice piece on your bench. No, you have him playing this week. No, I said if Diggs wasn't out. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. The groin is not going to be long term, so he's on my bench. I'm a big Jared Goff fan. I think Sterling Shepard is going to be a stud once he comes back. I'm a back. big Jared Goff fan too, man. He scored 18 points for you last week against me. I'm uh, a huge fan. But I, I hear you. Mar- Marion Mack for a running back. I, I don't know what you see in him, but but that's that's the thing, right? If you want to get trades, you got to trade good players to get good players. You could afford to give up Jordan Howard to to increase your roster, right? To, the, to bump it up a little bit. The only the reason I've been hesitant to do this because I've thought about it a few times, if you remember what happened to this team last year, I lost Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones in the same week going into the playoffs, so yeah. I lost my depth. Now I could and now I could survive that. And that's why I think this league doesn't make trades. Um it's because it's really hard to shortchange yourself in a position because there's just so many injuries in the league. Right. Yes. Like like look, I, I could have traded with Cam. I didn't I'm glad I didn't because I would have been shortchanged big time with my receivers now. So um, that's why I think people are a little uh, little slow to take trades. So. That's a fair point. No. All right, it's game time. So I'm going to finish up with the number one team. Yes. Ant, bees, pie, and custard emporium. I'm s- no, you mispronounced that. So uh, number one, I have... And... Uh, I think everybody does, right? He's number one in points for. He got blessed with Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Cam, I guess, too, right? Um, he's got that Rodgers-Adams combo. If you can have that quarterback-receiver combo, that just destroys people because 
you know, and I <laughs> maybe I have that with Newton Funches now. It certainly didn't work Thursday night for me, but um, seriously, Aaron Rodgers is just a stud. Todd Gurley, nobody saw that coming again. I remember you having him, hearing all about how much he sucked. And, and he did. Yeah, and he did. And he's just gone off this year. Kelsey, awesome. Um, Wentz, that was, besides Ty Montgomery, that was my other um, thing I wish I could have done in the draft. As I, I saw him there, I knew he would be a good pickup. I didn't I didn't do that. Um, and if I would have, I would probably be sitting a lot prettier now. Um, but that's his backup. Like, Carson Wentz is his backup. So, Biddy, dude, like, after Rodgers has his bye week, you need to shop him around and... I mean, you're unstoppable now, but you'll be unstoppable then. Um, and then Will Fuller. Like, I totally forgot about Will Fuller. He came back from injury, and and Steve, or Steve, you're Steve. Jason picked him up. Two touchdowns in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of targets. So if he gets touchdown heavy, you know, that, that might be a little bit of a problem. But um, number nine in points against, so he hasn't played the top teams yet, but number one in points for. So, I mean, He's going to win some of those. Yeah. That's just, he's got a stranglehold on the top right now. Yay, my opponent this week. Yeah. Good luck with that, sir. <laughs> thanks. Well, let's go find out how that's going. So, thanks for joining us, and we'll pick up for part two of this uh, down the road. Until next time, don't Great. do drugs. Peace. Good night, Gracie. Mm hmm.